Hello and welcome to the next episode of Uncomfortable. Comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hello everyone and thanks so much for tuning in to Uncomfortable, the podcast. I am Debbie Roach and I'm feeling kind of sexy right now, especially after interviewing two very fun and incredible women. Today's episode is all about ethical non-monogamy. I was lucky enough to chat with Tori and Soul of the Torrid Souls podcast. Tori and Soul are a same-sex bisexual, ethical, non-monogamous couple. They've been together for many years, but just recently got married. Now, like the rest of us, they navigate all of the normal things in life, like family and work, but they also love exploring the sexually social and adventurous swinging lifestyle. In their podcast, Torrid Souls, they use their experience to help ignite curiosity and encourage others to open their minds just a wee bit wider. Torrid Souls also inspires other couples to open up to their own Torrid Soul, to get to know themselves even more, feel more passion and live a sexier, more connected life. Since joining what they call the lifestyle, they say that they are even better together. This is a very educational and absolutely fun episode. I had a great time chatting with these ladies and I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy our conversation just as much as I did. But as always, with our uncomfortable conversations, there may be some adult language, so when you're listening, pop on those headphones. Enjoy. so much Tori and Soul for coming on to the Uncomfortable Podcast. I'm very excited to have you both. Oh, we're excited to be here. Yes, we are. We actually actually love the name of your podcast because <laughs> it's so appropriate. Thank you. And it's still sort of mainstreamish, where the uncomfortable ones might still be comfortable with being <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> right. It really depends on the subject because, I mean, And usually the person I'm talking to is very comfortable about the topic, which is great, but it's the general public are not so much. So, um, so yeah, this particular topic is something that, you know, just being someone who is interested in sex, because who isn't, um, (laughs) is very exciting for me because I feel like it's going to be incredibly educational, um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, pretty pumped for this one. Awesome. <laughs> what I was going to ask you both to do is just kind of introduce yourself just because there's two of you and then people can know who's talking sure. your voice. Yeah, I'm Tori. And, uh, so- and I'm Soul. <laughs> Tell the difference already. Yes. <laughs> Slightly different accents, I think. 
and together you are Torrid Souls. Souls. <laughs> yes, I love the name. I love the name. And um, obviously I've read up on your website, so I know how that name came around. But I'd love for the sake of my listeners for you just to kind of quickly explain where your name came from. Sure. Yeah. We were actually on a vacation and discussing as we always do in the pool or wherever you are, just discussing life and situations and things that happen. And we time and time again, we'll get people that say, oh, wow, we love listening to you guys. We love having a conversation with you. I wish more people should be able to chat with you guys. And then you should teach, you should do workshops. (laughs) I'd come to your workshop. This is so helpful. Yeah. So we sort of took that in and some people would say, hey, you should start a podcast. And at the time we weren't sure we were thinking of it. It wasn't really an idea so much, sort of a seed in the back of the mind, but not really an idea. And someone had said, uh, actually just rushed up to us one time um, after talking to us and said, I got it. I know the name for your podcast. It's because our names are Tori and Soul. They said it's Torrid Soul. (laughs) So so we sort of adopted that with the plural because it includes both of us, Torrid Souls. And, yeah, and then we looked the d- definition up just to check it out before we put it out there because yeah. <laughs> we wanted to see what it's about. And we're like, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, it's, it fits it's, us. Yeah. So we say we were gifted with the name of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's super cool. Very cool. Um, so what I loved about you both, you reached out to me as, you know, you said we're same sex, but bisexual, non-monogamous, sorry, non-monogamous couple. <laughs> that word is we such a tongue fun of the word because sometimes have you ever seen the Muppet show where they na 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 Everything has to go slowly. No <laughs> rushing. You'll trip, fall, and things will get messy. Totally. It's like, no, I'm not going to miss. No. It's awesome. Anyway, one thing you had mentioned is how you tend to confuse people or people are like, what? You can do all of that, you know, which I loved. And I won't lie. I was talking to my parents who listen to my podcast, I think they pick and choose the episodes depending on topics, of course, <laughs> especially my dad. Um, and when I told them, um, my dad was like, ha oh, ha ha, just this is a Scottish sense of humor. That's a bit, uh, you know, that's a bit greedy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you can have it all, why not? Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very Scottish. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's meant as a compliment, too, at the same time. Yes. You've got a lot going on, and wow, yes. you've got a big piece of that pie. <laughs> Definitely. So I just thought it was funny that he said that in his very, you know, um, Scottish humor. And, um, you know, I wasn't surprised by the comment, I'll be honest. But um, anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to hear a bit about your story, like how you met and if kind of how you label yourselves now. And I hate the term label, but, you know, for lack of a better word, um, is that something that you were prior to meeting one another? Yeah. So how we met? Well, originally we were married to men and we were not specifically looking for another relationship at the time. So in those relationships, we were for all uh, purposes considered monogamous in those relationships. And 
that being said, in both of those, the husbands recognized and it was discussed about the fact that we both knew we had an attraction to women. Yeah. So that was something that was never, never hidden. It was always above board that way. And the longest or the shortest way to make a long story short is that we fell for each other. We met each other and we fell. It's just the same as anybody would when they end up moving into a second uh, long-term relationship. It's just one of those things that took us by surprise and we literally fell for each other. So, mm -hmm. And everything, as uh, Tori said, was done openly in the sense that we both spoke to our partners and said, you know, wow, we're not sure what the hell this is, but this is what it is. And, you know, a lot of counseling and a few months of talking and yeah. crying, we <laughs> said, I think this is the direction we want to go. Yeah. And at the time we, again, we were more or less leaving one relationship for another. So it wasn't necessarily a, an option or a thought to be in an open relationship. It's just not where we were at the time because this was many years ago. And so that's... And I think what it seemed like to us at that point was um, heterosexual relationships were what we knew. Mm. And then as the years were going by, realizing there's this attraction to women, so our natural thought process at that moment was oh we were hetero now we're not we've switched over switched to the other team <laughs> to the other team and now we're lesbians and uh that was just what we thought was the thing because we yeah because there's so many areas that we now know in our brains of today where things are so binary that people it's coming away from that but people automatically tend to see things as black or white, like one side or the other. And so that's where we were at the place too. Um, it's like, oh, okay, so we're attracted to women. So then we must not be uh, heterosexual. We, we must we be <laughs> homosexual or whatever. So yeah. And, yeah. and with the intensity um, of our attraction and connection, we thought like, I think many other people would have thought too, it's, oh, I just didn't know I was a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. And so now we are in a situation. Although I would say that we never actually fully identified with the it, word. But we didn't know why. Like we have lots of friends that that's the, the word that they use and that's how they identify. And we never fully embraced And for the them, word. it was a situation where they didn't know and now they know or yeah. they knew and they were hiding it and then they met the right person and it gave them the courage to switch. So we've always preferred if you had to have a label, we call it same-sex couple. That's how our, okay. what relates to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm. what works. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And so when you kind of came together and you both knew that you had, you know, had attraction to both men and women, how did the kind of uh, non-monogamous conversation come around? Or was that always kind of on the table when you had first met? No, actually not at all. And I, I think, think actually there that step in between going from hetero to homo and then realizing that we're probably not we're probably by that that came before the non-monogamy yeah mm. yeah so i think it was probably in discovering well what does that mean for us because we were together for a number of years and it was about okay so we're really good together we do really well together in all aspects Amazing of life relationship and then it's like, okay, so then there's this other part that we chat about and discuss where we find men attractive and, and all of that. And so what do, we, what do we do with that? Oh, maybe we could do something with that. <laughs> so that's kind of how it got started. Hey, we could do something with that together. 
That's awesome. And before I forget, you guys um, recently got married. So is it you're coming up on your one year anniversary? So congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. I just wanted to make sure I said that because I did notice um, you had mentioned it, I think, in one of your episodes. So, And what's your plans for your one year anniversary? Well, one year married anniversary. Well, we're going to head down. We have, uh, there's some clubs that we, uh, I guess, resorts Resorts. that we really like to go to in, uh, in Mexico and Cancun area specifically. So one of the ones that we enjoy is called Temptation. So we're going to be heading down there for a couple weeks. So Awesome. And I am going to ask a little bit more about that later, but I don't oh, okay. want to jump ahead <laughs> too much. So one thing um, for someone who, like me who has obviously just for a long time not been very not not open-minded but just didn't even really understand that there was a whole other world out there right (laughs) um so you know non-monogamous relationships even though I've kind of known they existed but never really fully thought about it and what that kind of means to me and is that something I would explore and of course through these podcasts um it's it's been coming up mm-hmm. and um I just wondered like what is uh and I, I was doing some research and I saw that there was kind of lots of different interpretations of yes. ethical non-monogamy so I just wondered what it means to you like what it looks like to you both well, first of all, probably the term that most people know of from the traditional perspective would be the term swinger. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really relate to that, but yet that's a term that if you were going get, to get all geeked out and actually look into searching and Google Analytics, you would see that that's a term that people search for a lot. So people understand that term, but it's kind of archaic in our opinion, mm-hmm. in the sense that it sort of pigeonholes people into one specific way of being in what we call the lifestyle. So there are so many interpretations. The easiest way I like to explain it is that, especially in today's age, that it is open to however the person wants it to be. Hmm. So the biggest thing about ethical non-monogamy or swinging or Sexually social. Sexually social. (laughs) Sexually adventurous. Getting into poly, polyamory Hmm. and all of that is communication. And you'll hear that a million times, so much so that you're like, wow, do they really need to talk about communication all the time? (laughs) (laughs) But the simple fact of it is that in order to do these kind of things, you have to talk about them. In order to figure out boundaries and figure out where people's um, desires and damage for that matter are, you have to talk about it. And you have to talk until people are satisfied before steps get made. Or if steps get made that overstep someone's boundaries, you talk about it and figure out where to go from there. Because so, what I think um, is more commonly known about, say, swinging, as, as most people know, is the, the bowl of keys and you grab one and then whoever you get you get and it's this anonymous is, weird yeah and it is so not that and i think um i'm sure some people probably the, do that maybe but i'm saying it's not it's not the, <laughs> the norm it's not 80 percent of, of it and I, I think what happens with um media is they love the obscure and they'll take a piece of it and then blow that up into 50 shades of gray type stuff and make it huge when actually it is an arena where most people have so much more respect for each other than you would find in um, mainstream society. And people think that's really, because it's this, Oh, you just, you know, 
sleep with anybody. Find somebody and you sleep with them. You want to sleep with a whole bunch of people all the time when it's actually the total opposite. It's about what do you want out of this? Because and for some people, they do want to have a lot of experiences yes, and that, and but, but that's what they want out of it, right? Yeah. And what I've done, I, I did some reading recently, and and it's great that some of the articles coming out now are bringing it up. It's open relationships is another term that is coming up, and and the people who are in their early twenties are the ones that are like, yeah, this is no big deal. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. Um, but it sometimes gets shown as. Uh, one person in the relationship says, hey, let's make this open and I want to go off and sleep with other people. And it's not always that either because we have the term non-monogamous, which means non-monogamous, but yeah. the term ethically non-monogamous is, is what we're talking about here today. And, and it's about being totally honest and open with each other, agreeing before anything else happens mm-hmm. and continually talking and uh, updating each other and it has doesn't have one way of being it's not okay i want to go out and be with other people and she wants to go out with be with other people that is one way our decision for us is we want a fun thing to do together and whatever that means for the both of us and then you'll meet other people who yes they do play separate they call it playing separate if they really do date other people um or even if it's just having sex with other people they they play separate or they date um or if they are actually looking for romantic relationships that goes into the poly side of things yeah um so yeah there's so many different under the yeah yeah totally i was reading you know there's the kind of primary and then secondary partners as well so yeah that's in the poly because we don't identify in the poly world so much but i we do know people and friends that are and so some people like the hierarchy and some people are totally against it they'll call themselves relationship anarchists where they don't believe in any hierarchy and they don't believe in any definition or labels on any relationship so there's all that kind of of stuff which we can't speak to um yeah. to not- give any credit to because just what we've heard <laughs> yeah 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 no i mean yeah it's it's like a whole big world i when i was kind of doing some searching um before we were chatting you know <laughs> there was so many rabbit holes i could have gone down <laughs> Easily, <laughs> yes. like, i just need to stop right it's kind of getting overwhelming but um interesting for sure now you so when you guys do this you tend to like play together so you you've you've kind of mentioned that term yeah so the does that mean that you're always together when you're with like another person or another couple or yes that's our choice yeah Yeah, our choices that we choose and again we use the word play which i know that people find interesting is because we see it as adult play just Mm -hmm. like you might have adult stores that sell adult toys well this is adult play (laughs) so that's sort of how we see it and that's why you'll hear that term yeah, and we had decided initially um, just to go and be in sexy places together. Yeah, actually, you're right. We didn't start by adding anybody to our relationship. We started by going to a sex club and basically just being in the environment and being around sexy people and just being with each other. That's how we started. And making friends and hearing their version of the lifestyle and just evolved over the time. But it wasn't a, okay, we're going to do this now. It was, yeah. it was a progression of starting to be in sexy places together and then seeing other people be sexy and then talk to each other and say, oh, you know, do you find that person attractive? Or, or do you think we could do that? What do you so. think, you know, how would this work? Like it's conversation, conversation, conversation yeah. over year. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, so it took a long time I before. To make any steps into okay. including anyone else. Awesome. And does jealousy ever come in? Like, is there ever, you know, where one of you, maybe Tori, you're like, oh, I find this person attractive. And so you're kind of like, hmm, I don't feel good about that. Or like when, if it comes up, do you have a conversation or does it just never come up? Because you're both now really clear. Well, it's We're just so evolved. Nothing ever yeah. happened. different people feel differently about the term jealousy um oftentimes the best way i've seen jealousy is that is to figure out what the feeling behind it is so if someone is feeling jealousy is it because they wish they were involved in that situation is it because they feel they are going to lose something is it there's so many different reasons why someone could feel what they might call jealousy Mm -hmm. so it's usually a fear of something or like a fear of missing out a fear of loss a fear of inadequacy something like that so when you can figure out what that is it makes it much easier to deal with so when it comes to us in our specific dynamic, for me, I don't tend to experience a lot of jealousy. The closest I've had to that is, hey, I'd like to be involved in that too. So then I get involved mm-hmm. in that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, with uh, Soul, hers can sometimes be a little bit different in the sense that she's got different feelings and I'll let you speak for yourself. Well, it's, we have different upbringings. We have different triggers um, based on our experiences and things that have happened to us uh, as we were growing up and we made stories about what that means. So for me, it's about, um, and it's a good example too, because it, within each couple, you will have somebody who's more outgoing and more able to take on different situations. And you'll have somebody who's less so, again, because of whatever reasons. And we always say you never go faster than the slowest person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a common way phrase that's said in ethical non-monogamy is that the part of the ethics is whoever puts the brakes on, that's the speed you go. Whoever, like you don't, nobody gets pushed. It's not allowed. (laughs) And how we've dealt with that, with that understanding is to find out because I may be the the less brave one to start, then we'll talk about what are my levels of comfort and what's okay. Um, and you can never know everything because you can talk about things till the cows come home. And I don't know, those cows has never come home. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a matter of um, realizing that once things happen, then you agree that we're going to talk about them again. You know, that kind of crossed a boundary. And, you know, I'm not sure what happened, but I kind of felt this or that when I saw this or that happen. And then we evolve from there again. And it's, it's a constant um, tweaking to make things clearer and clearer. Yeah. And, um, and there's another side to jealousy too, which is an interesting word that you'll usually only hear in poly or ethical non-monogamy communities, which is called compersion. Mm-hmm. And compersion in essence is a word that describes that a person gets joy out of seeing someone that they care for get joy. Ah. So it's often, it can be referred to in a sexual sense, obviously, yeah. um, but it could be referred to anything um, like soul loves to play tennis. So I, I don't play tennis, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when she's playing, I love it. I watch it and she, the way she moves and the way she's enjoying herself and how she's having so much fun. I really enjoy seeing that. So I will watch a game because I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the word 
for me, I really relate to the word compersion in the sense that I really, really feel great joy when others that I care about feel joy. So that's amazing. And like, that's, Hey, I learned a new word. This is like, <laughs> I knew this is going to be amazingly educational, but <laughs> there you go. It's yeah, it's fantastic. So you guys use the term play a lot, which I really love that term. And, um, I think I mentioned to you in our little pre-interview that my <laughs> therapist had told me I wasn't having enough fun. So then when I was chatting to you guys and, you know, we were talking about play, I was like that, I kind of, I really love that word I, I want to adopt it more back into my life so what do you and for the sake of our, our listeners like what is play what does that mean to you what does it look like like feel free to get as detailed or as not detailed as you want well I think where I would start from with that is kind of going back to what play means to children because mm -hmm. when you're a child you're innocent you're open you're you're not judgmental you don't have an idea that you should or shouldn't do stuff that's imposed upon you so and you're also very clear about what feels good and what you'd like to repeat and what you don't want to do so when you're a child you do things like you dress up as different characters or you will pretend to do certain scenarios that these are things that you do as a child naturally you you get physical, you climb all over things, you play sports, you do all these different things as a child and we call them play. And then somehow as we develop into adults, mm -hmm. we somehow think we're not supposed to be playing so much until your therapist tells you. <laughs> exactly. And you break down in tears. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we realize, oh yeah, I'm not doing those fun things. So play. I'm working and paying bills and then I'm going to die. Yeah. Yep. Yes, so it's that's, actually that's social community. It. We talk about play in a sexual sense, but honestly, it includes anything. If you were, even if you go to one of the adult type um, toy stores, they will have dress up costumes. They have actual sex toys. They just have massage oils. They have literally everything that centers around. Let's have some fun. Let's relax. Let's do what feels good. <laughs> and yes. it doesn't have to include other people. So we don't get to own the word play in the sexually social community. Like it's, it's, just, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other yeah. aspects as well when it comes to play is sports. Mm -hmm. Play sports. And as children, you know, well, parents want their kids to be involved in sports and it builds character and it makes them stronger and it makes them more Teamwork. confident. Yeah. Teamwork. Well, all those things apply <laughs> to playing because having sex is on some level a sport. It's looked at as something that's an activity. And for mainstream, they go, what? Because they were indoctrinated into um, sex it, is something that you have for with, procreation, for procreation oh, and only with your partner. And you only do that when you have a partner that you've legally signed to you. Yes. And yeah. so when, when they hear play and sex in the same context, it, it, they immediately go into, you know, like porn and prostitution and whatever else is like that they, they, sensationalized yeah that they yeah. deem as inappropriate even if even that is not necessarily inappropriate uh, it has but that avenue. they deem for that yeah yeah <laughs> it's and, the matter yeah. of I would say well how can you possibly do that and if you think of a sport like i play tennis um she does not play tennis so <laughs> i go find somebody else to play tennis with and she watches yeah. like see how this yeah. kind of starts yeah. getting your mind to go huh 
or she might, you know, join in and play her version, but because she knows I have a certain level of play in a certain way, then that other person, while we're all matches playing, you better, matches yeah. me better yeah, but in that moment, or we could be all playing at the same time, yeah. but it's that sport and it's, it's not the attachment. Like, it, you know, if I go off and, and play uh, tennis, um, I don't come home to, oh, well, how come you played tennis with them and you didn't play tennis yeah. with me? It's just, a, it's a, an activity and some people call it a hobby or whatever, but it's an activity. Then that's how it can be separated from um, the marriage part of it and the relationship part of it, because it is thinking of going off and playing with your buddies or all of you together playing yeah. whatever sport that is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch Wimbledon in the same light. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely yeah, I know, I know, right? Thank you. I have a whole new perspective with watching tennis. I love it. <laughs> now, I was listening to your first episode. Um, I'd listened to the last couple, and then, as you suggested, jump back to the beginning when you kind of, you know, talk about how you, you got started in the, in your podcast and uh, you were, there was this one clip when you're in the car and you're talking about the term slut and like looking it up on Google, and, <laughs> <laughs> which probably isn't a good idea, but you know, and just how it was saying someone, what was it, a woman who is has many sexually like sexual partners and yeah. one term was something like, um, a woman who doesn't take care of herself, like yeah, that's an archaic term. Yeah, yeah right. I know. And I was. I'm kind of walking, and I'm listening to this part. And he's like, you know, every so often I see these posts on these new words being added to the dictionary, right? And I'm Scottish, right? So there's always these weird, like Scottish words that eventually end up in the dictionary, and I don't know why, but the term the term bobag which is not a nice term has recently been added to the dictionary um so a part of me was like can we contact like the people like webster's or whoever and be like can you please redefine the term slut because mm. as like in your conversation um soul especially you were like okay like now wow now I'm a slut. Okay. Like I need to own that. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And I just thought that was such an interesting conversation at how there's still these terms that were so archaic, but now almost have a whole different, more empowering. Empowered. That's the word I would use. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, listeners, listen to episode one of Torrid Souls, because (laughs) I think that was great. Is there any other terms that you kind of feel that way with. I know we've talked about a couple, but um, any well, terms that you come across in your lifestyle that you feel need to be almost redefined? Hmm. Well, I think not necessarily redefined, but some of the terms, if someone is curious and, and goes looking into the non-monogamous lifestyle and the swinging lifestyle, they'll come across terms such as soft swap and full swap. And there's a whole lot of terms that people use that in our opinion are still pretty archaic as well Um, because of the fact that people interpret this lifestyle however they want it to be what works for them as a couple or as a single because some people think singles can't be in the swinging lifestyle but we actually believe they can Mm -hmm. because 
for us, it's about being sexually open and sexually social. It's yeah. not about one couple and another couple and you swap partners and that's, and you go off to separate ways or even side by side, but it's not a swapping so much. We yeah. don't see it that way. And it even started with the term wife swapping. Yeah. I think that's which what even which some people still digital. really identify which with that. Fine. So it's not against them. It's just not the only way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny because that's actually made me think, and I'd forgotten about this when I was probably about a teenager, there was a TV show on in the UK. Um, and it was, uh, you know, just like a made up TV show. And I think it was called swingers. And I think they used the term wife swap and they did the whole car keys. And I think that was my first ever, like, yeah. you know, what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just funny as you said that, that memory just kind of came back. Yeah. And what I find interesting is because of that, it's become, or it was for a long period of time before we were ever in this lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, a very separate from what they consider the rest of mainstream. And I think where the blending is happening is you get people, um, perhaps the younger, like Soul had said earlier, the early 20s, or mm -hmm. the people that are just coming into their sexuality now are not seeing being sexually open as a big deal. So mm -hmm. for them, for many of them, it's a much more fluid idea. Gender fluidity is fine. People don't necessarily all identify as male or female. Yeah. Um, people don't necessarily identify as gay or straight. They want to be bi or pansexual. So there's so many different ways that people can see themselves. And because that generation is coming into uh, power, so to speak, in the sense of having a voice in the world, things are really starting to shift. So the older version, which still exists for some people, of this wife swapping and the swinging is becoming, in my opinion, archaic because of the fact that it's just open to what feeds you. What is it that you want for your soul, for your body, for your mind? What is it that you want that feeds you and then help to create that? And we don't necessarily need to call it anything. Yeah. Um, some people really like labels and it really helps them to feel like they belong mm -hmm. for us. We, I don't know, every label that we have seems to be different than the normal anything. So we will give people labels if they want them. But for the most part, we're just being us. We're just two yeah. people that <laughs> yeah. are married to each other and are exploring being open sexually. Yeah, that's yeah. That's awesome. And what's the reaction you get from people? Like both, I'd love to know the reaction you get from people who are nowhere near to your lifestyle. So or maybe in, you know, a heterosexual monogamous relationship versus when you go to your lifestyle events and it's, you know, couples who are heterosexual, but they are, you know, non-ethical, non-monogamous, like from both sides, what kind of reaction do you get? First of all, you have to say for the most part in what there's in, we lovingly call it inside of the, the consensual non-monogamy world, there is a term that people will call called vanilla or they will call it um, muggle. Some people call it because the muggle. Harry Potter Harry world. Potter. Okay. Okay. The non-magical yeah. non people, right? So they'll say oh, the God, now I'll watch Harry Potter in a whole different way. <laughs> So there's, yeah, the muggles. So the muggles are the vanillas. So um, basically that sort of, when you're talking to a crowd that isn't as aware or you don't know if they're aware, I think it's like anything else. You don't necessarily offer information that they don't ask. Like we've always come from the perspective, if somebody has the bravery to ask us a question, we're going to answer it honestly. Mm -hmm. That's the way we see it. Yeah. Um, and we've been asked some pretty bizarre questions over the years from people that really, honestly, if their intention is that they want to know the answer, then they're not coming from a place of judgment. They're coming I mean, from- Even if the words 
aren't quite honoring they're mm. really wanting to know like for example we had somebody ask us there was a male female and, couple and and they said to us so who wears the pants mm. and we were like okay so you're trying to understand the How dynamics yeah. in our relationship right. works and by the time we were done the conversation you're like they're just like everybody else like a relationship is a relationship it doesn't matter what yeah. the bodies look like and so people are, are really get that um but again not offering information when two people when people see the two of us they assume lesbian mm -hmm. but we have a conversation oh no by the way well the tricky part is if we were to identify <laughs> and go out the world with our bisexual flag flying um <laughs> the in the muggle world or in the vanilla world <laughs> then you're kind of sit there's almost like well why bother saying that because of the fact that you're married to each other so it automatically starts to lead into the non-monogamy discussion mm. why are you telling so us why are you telling us yeah. so it kind yeah. of flows because into that we have now friends. if we were single and bisexual and okay now i'm going to date a gentleman now i'm going to date a female now i'm going to date someone who doesn't identify as either non-binary whatever yeah. then they would find okay fine they're bisexual pansexual whatever but because we're married that brings in a whole level of conversation yeah. so Basically, we will answer questions that are asked of us. Uh, we had a conversation over dinner the other day with a couple friends, and it's starting to lead to where I think they're going to have some questions, mm. and we are fine with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we are pretty open to talking about it, which is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, and the contrast, to answer your question, the contrast when we are on lifestyle vacations or at lifestyle events is night and day in the sense of these are, in our opinion, these are some of the best friends that we have ever met on the planet. And you can meet them, and a half an hour later, you're like, wow. I, like, I, I'm like, i from this part of the country. If you're ever in that part of the country, come visit us. Yeah. We'll take you around. And these are people we just had a conversation over a meal at a resort. And, yeah. and now we keep connected. Because it's this different level where nothing is not discussable. <laughs> Make up my own work. Yes. <laughs> It's a good one. podcast. <laughs> so the everything is discussable. I I might change my tagline to that. There you go. <laughs> discussable. But um, within the lifestyle, um, when people see us, we still confuse them <laughs> because we're not the norm. You don't have very many same-sex female or male couples in the lifestyle. It's very heteronormative in that sense yeah it tends in to that be. sense um and it's not that they're not open to it it's just that's just the way it is right now so when we show up there's other another term called a unicorn oh yeah okay and that is something rare and magical yeah a unicorn <laughs> tends to be a female that is in the lifestyle because they like to play with couples Ah. Right. So they are usually bisexual female that like to play with couples that's okay. usually what a unicorn so would they be. see us and they think oh Two unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> they don't automatically see a couple, which is very and interesting. Then when, <laughs> when they realize we're a couple, they're like, oh. How does that work? Here's my wife. Would you like to play with her? <laughs> and then we're like, well, actually, no. That's not why we're in the lifestyle together. So it, it's always a conversation starter. And that's probably why we have such amazing friends. Because they're just so curious about, what, huh? How does that work? And then we end up having you know, meals together and, and then we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's obviously, it sounds like a very uh, open, understanding, incredibly friendly and accepting space. That's and I know when I, I had a, a 
interview a few quite a few episodes back on someone who was telling me about sex parties and it sounded exactly the same right like where you never kind of feel um out of place there it's very rare that there's an awkward or very uncomfortable situation people are incredibly respectful um yeah yeah it sounds beautiful so like that's going to take me to the 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 events and the cruises and the vacations that you do right like i i didn't even know this was a thing so <laughs> i'm kind of like wow okay so you're writing this all down this i like- know well <laughs> the great thing is it's all on your website so <laughs> it's like i kept scrolling i'm like dear god there's another one. Oh my god cruise. oh my god there's- i know there's no time for work <laughs> I'm like, how, how do these ladies make money? Like, do they have time <laughs> for jobs? I mean, it, it's great. Well, you know, <laughs> podcasters are an, an interesting bunch, right? Yes. We put out hours and hours and hours and hours of effort uh, so that people can enjoy things and, yeah. and say thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you changed my life. <laughs> yes. I know. I think um, I've made, like, in total, I want to say something like, 20 bucks through patreon and doing some like other stuff to make money yeah 20 bucks spent so. three thousand <laughs> hours hours twenty thousand dollars on equipment <laughs> I know. it's like you gotta love it you gotta love what you're doing anyway um so these lifestyle vacations if someone who is new wanted to sign up and they decided to sign up like um what would they expect well, each, see, we're, we like to try new things. We like mm-hmm. to go new places. So we're famous for going and um, finding the most obscure. <laughs> yeah. So the most obscure or finding parties were in different places. Like I'm, I'm the big Google person. So I'll get on there and search and search and search and research and try to find stuff. So the experience we have with the vacations in Cancun, we love it there. Uh, mm-hmm. We never realized that it was this sort of hub of having these three right now. And I think there's more being built of the lifestyle friendly type resorts now they don't consider themselves lifestyle resorts so you got to be clear there it's not that it's considered a sex club like a a club you might go to in a city Um, but they are lifestyle friendly so what that means is some of them like desire resorts are clothing optional so they are couple centric so it's you have to go as a couple and then they except i think there's a month where certain singles can come i think it's january or something like that but other than that it's couples and they are clothing optional really sexy vibe meaning that they have great entertainment they have great food amazing staff amazing amenities at the resort and it just really helps people to relax and to be able to get into their body and just to have fun so we sort of fell upon a desire resort <laughs> sounds kind of funny to say because they are not cheap resorts to go to <laughs> um but we happened to be traveling around mexico for about five weeks basically backpacking around mexico and decided that we might want to try out a club and are there any lifestyle clubs in the area and with that i found desire so and so we started there so we fell in love with that desire has a sister they have two desires and then there's a sister resort called temptation and that's where we are going um, as you mentioned. So temptation is more of a topless optional. So it's not clothing optional. It's topless optional. And everyone is welcome there, regardless of whether they're in a couple or single or what gender they are. Anybody, anybody is welcome. 
But the reason why we like it is it's a bit more of a party atmosphere. Not to say they don't party at Desire. They're still yeah. dancing and music and all of that. But Temptation tends to be a big, it's a bigger resort. There's more of a party, more dancing. And we love to dance. We yeah. just will dance into the wee hours. So that's <laughs> why we're going there for our anniversary party. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. it sounds amazing. I, again, I didn't even know, didn't even know they existed. So Well, it, it's kind yeah. of a rabbit hole um, mm. in the sense that, once you find one thing, then it leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And the, there's resorts and there's cruises, as we have on our website. There's a cruise that we're going to be doing. This will be our first time on a lifestyle cruise in November. But there's also smaller events like hotel takeovers. There's even smaller events, which are um, house parties. There's different versions. That, and, and people, depending on their personality, can choose because there's events that have thousands and thousands and thousands of couples. And there's ones like house parties that are just 10 couples, uh, 10 or something. couples that mainly know each other. And then some people prefer the, the kind of one-on-one couple with couple. Because there's dating websites. There's and, websites that are devoted to this community where they mm-hmm. can find other couples. So. Okay. so there's all kinds of versions that people can discover um, based on their personality. And once you start, you kind of get to know the rest and you <laughs> yeah. get to know people and they invite you to things. And the, you know, there's events that we haven't ever tried yet and we're adding them to the list because it's like, Oh, and there's more yeah. and there's more. Yeah. And there's always more to do and more to learn because there's so many versions. And so it's yeah. kind of like going to university. <laughs> it's, it's just learning. <laughs> learning. And now we're going to get our doctorates. I know. <laughs> Postdoc, like what's next, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. So like, if you don't mind me asking, if you're willing to share and like the first time that you kind of decided, you said you, it took you some time to kind of go and even just go to a club together and just play with one another and, but just kind of feel the energy. But how was the the first time when you actually decided to kind of approach another couple or another person to be part of your play? Well, the it actually turned out that it was still in the mode where we were still just going to play with each other. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman, kind man, and he said he struck up a conversation with us both of us were like shaking because we're like oh my god oh my god he's talking to us (laughs) 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 it's like dating yeah that's funny because yeah we heard somebody talking about that that when you start dating again like it doesn't matter you're 16 again it does not matter whether you are 20 or 50 or 100 (laughs) okay you are 16 again (laughs) yeah Totally. <laughs> so it was the same sort of thing. It's like, okay, he's talking to us. Oh, what do we do? So we're trying to have this conversation and he knew we were new. He got it. It's he, obvious. Totally. You know? It was obvious. <laughs> so he was like, he basically just suggested that maybe that's fine if he wouldn't, if we wouldn't mind if he sat with near us or whatever, mm-hmm. and he would be very respectful and he wouldn't touch or he wouldn't do anything unless he was invited. And so that's sort of how it started is we did and because that. because we're two women, um, it's kind of a fantasy for a lot of people. I don't say men or women to have two women or to, to watch two women. It's, it's pretty high ranking um, on television. (laughs) So here's these two women and he's like, Oh, are you together? And yes, we are. And then he, he, as I said, sensed the nervousness. He says, is it okay if I just watch the two of you? And we were like, okay, we know what to do with each other. So we're cool. We, We don't have to think about anything else. And, so we agreed to that and he was very respectful. He never um, 
went beyond any boundaries we talked um, about before. Mm-hmm. And in and the small amount of time that we invited him in, he was respectful and followed the guidelines that we gave him that we knew because we didn't, we'd only known the little bits that we had talked about before that. Well, if this happened, what would it look like? And if this happened, what would it look like? So we followed a little bit of that, but that way it was nerve, nerve wracking. And then when all was said and done, we basically talked about it again, say, okay, what will we change? What would we do different? <laughs> and it just kind of went from there. So, yeah. It's, wow. it's- Involves from the experience and it's trying to put all the rules ahead of time. It's nice to speak and have an idea of, you know, what's off limits and what you're comfortable with. And some people are comfortable with kissing and other people and some people are not. And there's all kinds of versions. You basically can say yes or no to anything because it's your life and your body. And even if you are in a partnership, it's you are still responsible for your own um, happiness, safety, um, pleasure. Yeah, this and just like you likely heard from, like you heard from the lady that you did your episode on the sex clubs with, consent is huge. Yes. It is yeah. in this whole generation of people being concerned about consent and, and being able to be honored, that is really, in, at least in our experience in North America, that is really honored, is that when you say yes, you say no, that is honored. No means no. And nothing but a yes means yes. yes. <laughs> so if it's yes. in, ambiguous, if it's in the middle, that's a no. <laughs> yes, it's a maybe, it's a no. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's a yes. It's a yes. And, and we've started out going to like dance clubs because we like to dance. And now we go to the sex clubs to dance because Even if we're just going out for a night of dancing we just want to dance and we know we'll be respected yes. whereas in the, the the regular clubs you know we've gotten some really inappropriate behavior and they just don't understand the rules of asking asking <laughs> yes. consent, you know and boundaries and, yeah. yeah and and that's exactly what christine in that you know our sex party episode said she would prefer to go to a sex party than just go to a club she feels safer Mm-hmm. at a sex party than she would just in a regular nightclub. So yeah, that, that was really interesting. Now you, in your, your episodes in the past few I've listened to, you've talked about booty calls. <laughs> and, uh, I love the way you say that. Say that again. Booty calls. <laughs> booty calls. <laughs> booty calls. <laughs> Which I found incredibly interesting, of course, because um, you kind of alluded to, you know, being very specific about, who you're looking for to come join you and then putting that out onto the internet or I think in one you were you know giggling because you'd said placed an ad (laughs) and uh, kind of got into the backstory of where you know placing a classified ad came from and which I loved but uh so when you are you know you're ready you guys want another booty call like can you walk me through the process you sit down you decide like how does it go well, we're pretty new to this too. So it's like, we'll tell you our process like, okay. universally. Our process is not very good yet. <laughs> what we have discovered is that there is a, a certain charm to the concept of friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. So the concept of the booty call that those episodes that you're mentioning were we were attempting to do the online dating version or some people would use like the Tinder version or whatever app they're using. So we used a lifestyle app to try to find someone that we felt fit uh, what we were looking for to not much success that particular time, but we had had success one other time. So 
the, yeah, we're still not sure how much we like the online dating part. We like people and we like to get to know them and to have a feel for them. So we tend to prefer the clubs or the events and get to know someone. Um, so as much as originally, I think we had more of a thought that we wouldn't want to know people very much. There's a certain amount that we do want to know. Um, and that's just us. Some people prefer anonymous. Some people prefer complete relationships. And yeah. so I think yeah, we're, we're somewhere in, in the middle. <laughs> know enough to know that you're not cray cray and yeah. you're going to be <laughs> respectful and you're going to, you know, you're, you're, whatever you say you will do or you don't do because you didn't say you were going to do it, whatever. Um, one of the people that we know is very respectful and, and, his word is his word and it's just amazing because you don't have to be surprised by oh yeah well i guess i said that but and mm -hmm. then the actions don't match because that's very uncomfortable mm -hmm. yeah. so you know we tried this you know put out a, a booty call, call. Booty yeah. call and it's it can be done through certain um lifestyle websites that people sign up for okay. and within that program they have an option where you can put your availability. Say so you're available to get together and what you're available for, whether you just want to go for drinks or you want something a little bit sexier or you're open to it, but we'll see, or like there's different ways that you can right. do that. So that's what we had attempted to do that and time. And it's so. kind of a little back and forth and then you, you make that decision and, and it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of screening. It's a lot of talk, like, you know, texting back and forth through the program and trying to discover, okay, is this somebody who you could put together with the looks that you're looking for? Because, you know, that big piece of pie, yeah, right? Yeah. You can pick anything you want. <laughs> like your dad said, we're greedy. Totally. <laughs> if, if we can have three quarters of that pie, we're going to take that over half the pie. And if we can get to choose height and build and eye color, and, yeah. it's kind of and personality and personal, it's kind of area nation but anyway um and just picking out exactly what we want guess what you can do that it's not anything yeah. wrong with it because this is your play time so you're picking the toys yes <laughs> yes that's, that's like so you don't have to settle for something you don't like because there's tons of people out there and a lot to choose from and the connection has to be good otherwise why are we even leaving our house yeah yes. Yeah, we, this is amazing that we have together. So we don't have any need anything else and need anyone else, but we're wanting to have some fun in a different way. So we choose that. So let's choose exactly what we it's want. Just, it's no different than if you were going to choose to go out to a restaurant. Well, you're not going to go to some fast food place when you're getting all dressed up. You're going to you you choosing what you want for the experience that you want. If you don't like seafood, <laughs> yeah. then don't go to seafood. Yeah. You know, if you like, then get the steak. <laughs> Right? If you just pick whatever you want and it's okay because they're picking whatever they want and then we and that's the other thing yeah that we're learning as because this is only like maybe three years that we've been in this lifestyle so the we're learning the idea of people worry about rejection and they worry about rejecting someone else it's getting easier for us and we're understanding that it is not personal mm -hmm. it really isn't it boils down to what are you attracted to both brains there's a term called sapiosexual yes. where it's someone who's attracted to someone because of intelligence and having yeah. good conversation and we can relate to that yeah they find that sexy so yeah. we can relate to that so we want that yes and if it also comes in this type of a shape and this type of a body awesome bonus that's that's the three quarters of the pie yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
So it's just, that's part of it for us is the, is being able to understand that it's okay to say, well, thanks, but we're just not feeling it. Yeah. And if someone says that to us, that's okay too. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that's kind of brought an interesting point years ago when I was single and Craigslist had their classified section. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of put out there for some interesting, fun things, right? Because I just wanted to see how far I could push my comfort zone. Maybe not the best way to do it, but anyway. Um, And there was a couple times, you know, someone would send me a picture and I was like, oh God, no. But then I'd feel awful for rejecting them. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. awful. So then when these apps came along, like Tinder or whatever, where you could swipe and the person doesn't know you're Mm -hmm. rejecting them it just felt a lot easier and I didn't feel you know like a bitch for me like even though I wasn't being a bitch but in my mind I was um for kind of rejecting all these people it was a lot easier but yeah when it was a conversation through something like Craigslist where you've already connected with the person and then you're turning around and saying no or they they don't get back to me I feel rejected maybe they feel rejected yeah it was um well, the great thing about being in the lifestyle is that this is all talked about and understood mm. that if it's not a match, it's not a match and we're okay and we move on. And yeah. if it is, then say something and you can choose whatever options on the yeah. whole spectrum that you want. You know, yeah. you can choose the size of any part because yes. there will be somebody <laughs> that will come with that. And if that's what works for you, then you can say, yep, that size works and here yeah. you go. <laughs> get super specific oh sorry you're a really nice but (laughs) yes (laughs) that's awesome now one other thing i found again fascinating is that your parents um because you know in the past if i've ever thought of kind of exploring a different kind of lifestyle what's held me back a lot is the fact that i actually want to be a parent soon right so it's like "Mm, how long could i sustain that um I'm just wondering how you then navigate your lifestyle around parenthood and how much do your kids know or understand, if anything? I think for us, we have always gone with the premise in raising the kids that they age specific. We've tried to give them as much open-minded information as Mm. possible. Yes. So it's, again, just like I spoke about in the muggle world or vanilla world, it doesn't mean that we explain everything from A to Z to every person that we come across. We wouldn't do that to the kids either. That being said, if they have a question, we answer it. (laughs) So it kind of goes the same thing. I think anybody who raises their kids in in an open-minded environment about sexual or anything for that matter in this world, that they get it, that the kids are going to have questions. And it's when we throw our judgments on there, we throw our opinions on there that shuts them down. Yeah. So that's sort of how we've approached it. Um, The kids, we've had conversations with them age appropriately. We've had conversations to understand different types of relationships. Some of our kids have educated us about terms that we didn't know. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, wow, they teach that. Okay, good. (laughs) So, but as, as we learn, we teach them, and again, age appropriately. Um, we discovered that we had a, we got to have a conversation with a, a, a poly relationship when we're at mm. one of the resorts, Resort. and we've never experienced that before. So we had a chance to have conversation. That was the first time, yeah. And ask how this all works. Mm. So 
now we know this. Now we tell them, hey, guess what? We, we met, met this couple or with this trio. Trio. They trio, call themselves a triad. Yeah. Triad. And, and this is how their relationship works. Isn't that interesting? Because even if the, the kids don't ever want to have that experience, I think it's important. We think it's important that they know that it exists so that if it does show up, they're not like, ew, or what? that they can go oh yeah i've heard of that hmm you know do i want to consider that and yeah. you know when you mentioned earlier tinder it's kind of interesting because tinder is is so um free as you said swipe left swipe right yeah um and and these are people that are in their early 20s that are used to this so the whole swinging lifestyle sexual adventurous social stuff is not a big nothing deal. to them because <laughs> yeah. you know hands up who's had a threesome all of them. <laughs> I know. The thirty, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that normal? They think you haven't had a threesome. Okay, so they actually come out to the sex clubs as having a three D experience that it makes it easy, and they invite their friends. Hey, let's meet at this place, and then they get together and do their thing. Yeah, we've seen people like, like that. Thanks for having wow. these clubs for us. Yeah. Is it, right? Do you find when you go to the clubs, it's a huge like variation and like age group, so you can kind of tell anyway. Well, absolutely, every age will be at the clubs, yeah. depending on the event. Now, some events or some days, some clubs cater to certain age groups and or or anything from um, attractions and yeah, what they're attracted to or what, what they're into or whatever. What kink but they're into, they would say you would yeah. call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but regardless of that, yeah, I've we've seen everything from legal, <laughs> barely yeah. legal, right through to walker. <laughs> using oh, a wow. walker <laughs> wow, amazing! <laughs> everything in between so yeah. it's everybody is there and that's the cool thing that your other um co-host had had mentioned or the mm -hmm. other guests that had mentioned is that everybody is welcome and everybody yeah. is at least in the clubs we we've frequented that everybody is celebrated for who they are and for what they are yeah. So, yeah. yeah I love <laughs> so, yeah, that. when it comes to the kids, for us, the way we see it is that they're going to, they know these things anyway. They find out these things. They know yeah. words way younger than, than we ever probably did. Yeah. And for us, it's just about not closing down the communication. It's just about allowing it when age appropriately it comes up. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we have that open ended question, you know, if they and let them know that, you know, if there's anything you ever need to talk to us about or have any questions, then please. Um, ask us. We may not be able to answer right in the moment. We might need to think about it, but we will give you an answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good parenting way of saying it because you can say, you know, I'm not comfortable answering that right now, but I will get back to you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I love that. And I feel like um, it's kind of doing a service to your children because I never, and not that my parents were bad parents, they just didn't, you know, they were kind of taught not to talk about these things, so they mm -hmm. didn't. Yep. And I got most of my sex education from things like Cosmo and Sex in the City and stuff like that. <laughs> not that it's bad, but not the best place. And it's not the whole story. Not the whole story. And then, you know, kind of got into some relationships or some sexual encounters that I kind of felt like looking back now, if I'd been a bit more educated, I would have made a more educated decision. Mm -hmm. um, so I really think that, yeah, having, making sure you're having that conversation with kids, you know, be it parents or even somehow in the education system is really important. Um, well, one of the things that I um, read about recently is that like ethical non-monogamy is actually more natural than monogamy. 
Mm-hmm. We've constru- well, non-monogamy is more natural. It, ethical is what we are now putting into there. Well, no, I'm saying monogamy is something that we have indoctrinated people into. This is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's not actually a natural way, but it is a way that is through government. It was a way to control people. It's a way to control Well, people. specifically to control women, but yes. that could get into a whole nother round of yes. <laughs> That's right? a whole they, other episode right there. Right? Yeah, marriage, that's why we talked about the word slut, right? Yeah. Women, keep your knees together, and if you don't, you're a slut. And once you're married, he is the one who has you because it's going to be heterosexual relationship. And it, it's it's starting from that place that's keeping people separate from that and not having them realize that sex is for procreation but there's a lot of people who don't have kids and they still have a lot of sex yeah and sex is about pleasure and that's why the play part is is added in there it's teaching kids when they're ready for that that it's about play and pleasure and Mm. They and it doesn't see. mean that they can't have ethics involved. It's just let's let's let you determine ethics on your own scale, right. not on something imposed upon you. Right. So. And they and what they see is their parents having a good time and 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 being happy and loving with each other and connected. And for people who have younger kids that they still need a babysitter, then it's easy. You get a babysitter. And you go out like you do any other time or you go away for the weekend and drop him off at grandma and grandpa. There is no difference to your activities. You're not saying, hey, we're going to go to a sex club tonight. No, you go out with your (laughs) partner and come back and you pay pay the babysitter and that's the end of the evening. So it's not that challenging to have kids and be ethically non-monogamous. Huh, that's that's good to know <laughs> for someone who wants to be a mother. <laughs> I love it. So why do you think, my final question is, why do you think that like ethical, non-monogamous, like, the lifestyle that you guys live is still so like considered taboo for a lot of people? And like, what can, what can we do to kind of change that? Um, I think the reason why it would be considered taboo is because it's unknown or it's not explored. The To me, information is always the way to open people up. And that's one of the reasons why we like to podcast. And so do you, because yeah. from what I'm gathering is you yeah. like to bring the uncomfortable stuff to light. Yeah. Because if you talk about stuff, it's not uncomfortable anymore. Mm-hmm. If you get it, even if you don't choose it, non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy is not for everyone. And mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Some people want to live their lives in a monogamous structure. And that is wonderful. If that is what feeds them and that's what they feel great, there is no judgment from us. How, how could we judge that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So for us, it's about individual choices, but being aware of all the other choices that are out there so that people can make an educated choice as to what they're choosing. Yeah. So that's the way we see it. So to me, it's education. That's, it's yeah. education, sharing information in a way that's non-judgmental, that's not saying you need to, you should, you shouldn't, because those are not helpful. They just put people in a corner. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put baby in the corner. And one thing you actually said in uh, your first episode was um, after kind of doing your research around what slut means, and you mentioned, like, you just said, yeah, podcasting is like therapy. This is our therapy. And part of me was like, yes, 
<laughs> exactly. Add a couple more yeses and then you're in the lifestyle. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, 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 yes. Orgasmic yes, right? <laughs> it was that easy. There. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to come to one of your, uh, your travel adventures. <laughs> well, that's the funny that you say that is because that's the thing is people think that there's this huge line or this huge Grand Canyon that you have to cross in order in the lifestyle or not in life. So eh, no, it's a step. And it's a step that says that most people are already on the other side of because if your yes. mind is open enough to go, well, my friends can do this and they're perfectly fine. Guess what? In my opinion, you're in the lifestyle. You don't ever have to sleep with anybody else other than your primary partner. And many people don't. <laughs> because people it doesn't matter. For years and they, they don't add anybody else, but they still consider themselves in the lifestyle. Because wow. they're open to the sexy part. People think yeah. they, you're going to walk through the door, you're going to, they're going to trip Fault. you, and yeah. then they're all going to jump on top of you and there'll be this <laughs> mass orgy in the lobby before you even check in. No. <laughs> no. No. If you think that, you'll be very disappointed. <laughs> It's like, what if you were looking forward to that? <laughs> then you plan it and you plan you it. Talk about it and you will create it because you can create anything you want. <laughs> I love it. Well, this was fantastic. And I knew it was going to be fun to talk to you ladies. So thank you for, for just being so open and honest. And any last thoughts before we wrap up? I'm, I'm glad that you want to talk to us <laughs> because, <laughs> because this this is sort of like you know the little peek into the other side well we actually had some conversations this morning before this uh, meeting with you before this interview with you and it, i didn't realize this going in um and soul pointed it out to me that this is sort of our first interview outreach if you will be um I feel so honored <laughs> beyond the community of the ethical non-monogamy so this mm -hmm. is the we've been interviewed before but not anybody outside of people that already had a base understanding so we had some long conversations about that and what that means and where that goes and all of that. So thank you for being that. For yeah, us. it's an amazing opportunity that we, we couldn't pass up in the sense that once we talk through what this means, once I, I realized, you know, this is like, you know, we're going to crack open the door and peek out like naked <laughs> and go, is it okay that we're naked over here? And then, you know, what are they going to say? So, um, it's just, as Tori said, it's the education and, and having it be normalized, yeah. that it's just an option that people choose and it's not about cheating and it's not about doing anything that your partner is not okay with. So yeah. people see people in open relationships um, in whatever version and they go, oh, that's awful because you know the, the partner is being left behind when actually everything that happens in ethical non-monogamy is above board, spoken about, agreed upon each time, yeah. not just as a blanket statement, wow. each specific time. time. And if it's not okay, it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's amazing. Well, thank you once again. I will post links to your website and your podcast, Torrid Souls, and our show notes so that all our listeners can listen to you guys too, because I think they would love it. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> highly recommend the podcast. <laughs> and if you have any other links or anything, resources, feel free to send me and I'll post them in our show notes as well. Yeah. And especially because your listeners are not necessarily ones that would have expected this podcast. Um, 
we are uh, just to reiterate we're open to questions whether it be on awesome. instagram or twitter or through our our contact form on our website if people have questions just Perfect. reach out we're happy to answer Perfect. them I'll, I'll post your social media uh, handles as well so that we cool. can reach out <laughs> But thank you once again. This was amazing. I really appreciate yes. it. <laughs> Look, we have another friend. Yay! <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening. How was that for you? Are you considering an ethical, non-monogamous lifestyle? If so, why don't you let us know? Feel free to tweet us at uncomfy underscore podcast and let us know your thoughts. Now make sure you head down to our show notes, check out the links to the Torrid Souls podcast. I highly recommend that you give it a listen. And you can also access it by going to their website, which is torridsouls.com. And that's T-O-R-R-I-D-S-O-U-L-S.com. And you'll also be able to find out about these fun lifestyle vacations that Tori and Soul were talking about in the episode. You can also reach out to them over on Twitter and Instagram at Torrid Souls. And as always, I'd love to know what you thought of our conversation. You can head over to the comment section on our website, uncomfortable.blog, or on any of our social media channels and leave a comment. We are on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. Thanks again for listening. Now go out there and have more sex. <laughs> <laughs>